welcome into our Whitesides intermission report. It's the Nailers and the Heartlanders deadlocked 1-1 at the end of one. I'm DJ Amicella, and I am happy to be joined by the head coach of the Iowa Wild of the American Hockey League, Tim Army. And Tim, you've been coming to hockey games for a long time, both growing up, playing the sport, and then getting into the coaching ranks. But this one's a new one for you as you get to watch your son, Derek, as a head coach. What's this like for you and Sue? It's, it's really cool for both of us. Uh, we've not seen him coach live. I haven't seen him coach live as an assistant or as a head, so it's kind of exciting. You know, my, my career has been 35 years coaching now, and to see your son follow your footsteps is, is exciting. And But you know what? Jack Ferreira told me years ago, once you start coaching, you'll never watch the game the same way. And so... I find myself, like I always do, watching the matchups, watching the style of play, kind of watching the game itself. And and uh, it, but it's just it's interesting to have your son running one of the benches, and uh, it, it it's exciting to see that. We've heard Derek tell the story, so we want to get it from Dad's side of it. Growing up, you would be at home either watching games or editing video. And Derek and Travis somehow had their room set up where they could peek in on you and watch what you were doing. Punishment wasn't in the cards, though. You must have embraced something like that. Yeah, I, I loved it. So it was in Crofton, Maryland. I was coaching the Caps, and I had, I had made an office in an end room, one of the old the bedrooms. We converted it to an office, and the kids' room was across the hall. And they each had a set of bunk bags, and Derek was actually at the far end. Travis's bed faced the door and face my door. So unbeknownst to me, they would climb into bed with one another and kind of peek through and watch me work as I was watching games, breaking games down for our next opponent or our own games in Washington. But eventually what we ended up doing was, with the boys, they'd alternate nights. So one night, one would come up and sit with me, do his homework, and watch the games with me. The next night, my, the, other, the other boy would come up. So it was a lot of fun. But yeah, they had the hockey bug even at a young age where they really, they, 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 they took to it and sort of the nuances of the game even when they were young. So it's a fun story to hear, but it's very, very true. The hockey tradition in your family is incredible, starting with your dad, you, Derek, and it all goes through Providence College too. What is it about that institute that really struck a chord with your family? Well, my dad went there, so he's the first one to go there. He's the first captain of the hockey team, the varsity team there. Schneider Arena is named after a Dominican priest who married my mother and father, Father Schneider. So then I ended up going there, met Sue there. We were married on campus right after we graduated. Sue was confirmed there. Uh, so just in that sense, and then eventually I ended up coaching there, and Derek, Derek, then Derek came to school there. So And then was ended up being one of the captains. Team played in the NCAA tournament. So he had a great, he had a great four years at Providence. So three actually four of us going there and then jenny derek's uh derek's wife she received her master's degree there so a lot of a lot of connections both derek and travis were, were christened at providence college uh so a great deal of just just a connection to the school really personal connection to the school so yeah it kind of drives through our family for sure as derek was winding down his playing career what was the conversation like at home when he started to look into going into the coaching ranks, knowing that you had so much experience in that? Did he pick your brain a lot? 
Yeah, we, 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 it was just sort of uh, fluid, you know. So even when they were little, we'd be at the kitchen table and we'd be talking about the game itself and different situations in a game, moving the salt shakers around, moving the glasses and the spoons and so forth. And then we always watched it. It was always on. So it was just something we always talked about. And even to today, you know, in the summertime, middle of July, we're sitting at the kitchen table eating dinner. It's all we talk about is hockey. It's such a part of, part of our fabric. But Derek said to me one time when he was still playing, he said, you know what, I want to do what you do. And it was the first time he really sort of said that, 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 that he would like to coach someday. He goes, I really think it's cool. I'd love to do it. I said, well, when the time comes, you know, you have an opportunity to get into it, start to get into it, lay your foundation as a coach, and you'll grow from there. But he does certainly have a passion for it. I feel like the X's and O's can vary depending on what you like or who, what type of players you have, but I feel like the mental aspect might be one of the more important areas to cover, especially for a young coach to really have to learn players. Do you see that too, or is there something else that you notice that young coaches really have to learn quickly? Yeah, you got to learn your personnel, your bench management, your style of play. You have to create something, and, and it takes time to create it. I've been at it for 35 years, so I have a template on how we want to play in every situation. You begin to acquire that the more you coach. That's just part of the process. You're going to make mistakes. It's inevitable. Try and learn from the mistakes, and but you're always sort of evolving as a coach and how you deal in a game, how you deal with the players individually, collectively, what works for you, style of play, how much video. When you don't use video, do you pregame skate? Don't you pregame skate? It's, it's not something that you should know your second or third year as, as a coach. It's something that you're going to acquire over time and you're going to establish that foundation. That's really what I did, and he's going through the same thing right now. Do you guys talk a lot as the season goes on? Is it a lot of him asking you? Sometimes will you give him something like, hey, I saw this, maybe you want to try this? Yeah, we talk constantly. I coached him for a year at Providence, and it's something very unique about coaching your own son or your daughter, depending, you know, on the situation. You see their soul. You know, when you see somebody in between periods or getting during a game, or at the start of a game, you see their raw emotions. Not a lot of parents get to do with that, that with their children. That was really special. And now it's the same thing. We talk about things that are a lot deeper than what a father and son normally talk about. And we talk about a lot of specifics and a lot of, a lot of, a lot of situations that occur in everyday activities as a coach. But yeah, so just a couple weeks ago, we were talking about some offensive zone play and I was sending him video of things that we were doing. But I pick his brain, too, because he's younger than I am, obviously. He's kind of dialed into this new generation. He's part of it. So I pick his brain on what he's thinking. How does he relate to players? What is he seeing? Because Generation Z is a lot different than baby boomers. So it goes back and forth. I'll ask him questions about what has he seen? What's he doing on his four check? Like I watch his team right here tonight, and they track really hard. And that, that for me... If a team track hard, tracks hard, that's an indication they're a hard-working team and they track hard. So those kind of things are really intriguing to me. He's obviously teaching that. He, he and Ryan are teaching that to their players, and they, they've come out very committed. So that's very impressive. But, yeah, we talk a lot and a lot of in-depth and a lot about a lot of situations that arise as a coach. It's pretty special, but, they're, they're, like I said, they are, they are 
not just superficial conversations. They are in-depth conversations. I'm sure this is a very special night for you and your wife, Sue, as you get a chance to see Derek coach in person. So I want to say a big thank you once again for coming over and joining me for this great chat on the broadcast tonight. And enjoy the rest of your evening watching Derek coach and I hopefully will. win. It's great seeing you again. Always remember the Scarborough Jays, DJ. Always. Take care. <laughs> Good luck this year. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks so much, Tim. Tim Army, the head coach of the AHL's Iowa Wild. We'll have more as we keep on driving with Whitesides on our intermission coverage. Coming your way next on the Nailers Broadcast Network, presented by Main Street Bank.